0: All right, Welcome to another episode of In Those We Trust Podcast. My name is Malik Howard. Uh, I currently have my boy with me, Ricardo Dale. Um, he's been uh, an instrumental part of the community here in Beverly, uh, the rowing community and things of that nature. And I really wanted to get him on um, to just give some insight and, and talk about some things that he's doing out there. Um, introduce yourself, my guy.
1: Hi, you doing? My name is Ricardo Dale. I'm a councilman for Beverly City. And I'm also the founder and executive director of Free All Minds nonprofit. Hey. And also the CEO of Free All Minds brand that I'm wearing right now. So
0: see, damn bro, you should have brought me something. I would've put it on.
1: Oh man, yeah, you probably should have
0: I should've thought about that. <laughs> um all right. So if you just want to stick get a little closer to the mic. Like, like it over a
1: little, a
0: little bit. bit Fast. Yeah, right there. Um, so I kinda wanted to talk about uh your journey in comparison to a lot of people. There's a, there's so many people out there that have had like a lot of kids out there that we grew up with um, in comparison to a lot of the kids who went to college, who went different avenues through sports and things like that. And I kind of wanted to start off from like the beginning where a lot of people don't understand um, how your structure was. Like right now, all they see is like your end goal, where you're at right now, how you start your nonprofit and things like that. Um, But I wanted to touch on where did it begin for you in school where you're like, okay, this is a path I want to take. This is where I want to go with my career path and giving back to the community.
1: Yeah. So for me, uh, I started working with a nonprofit called the Opportunity League with uh, a a guy that I I know by Coach O. So he started off as my basketball coach. And at the time, I didn't know, but he was kind of putting me in different positions to expose me to different opportunities. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like I'm chilling. I'm chilling with my basketball coach. Yeah, yeah. But looking back, he was always bringing me to these networking events. He was always bringing me to events for his nonprofit organization. We have practice like later that day, and he's like, "Pull up a little bit earlier. We're gonna um go to this event. and We're gonna do this." Yeah. And I'm just thinking, all right, cool. Like I'm chilling with my coach. Yeah. But really, what he was doing was exposing me to these different things that I would not have seen, because mm. he saw the lack of opportunity that I had. He saw the community that I came from. So he was planting those little seeds in me. And I didn't even notice at the time. But just being around stuff like that has a major impact on you at that young. So it was really like seeing it from him is what really interests me in working with youth. Yeah, And I started working with his organization, volunteering here and there. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with it, you know, me being somebody who I feel as though I didn't really get a lot of opportunities as a, a young kid being somebody who i felt as though, you know really lacked guidance for a large part mm-hmm. of my childhood
0: that's so important right then there like so your coach was your basketball coach but he wasn't just getting through you guys through sports and like like that's an important aspect like no. people who like there's so many coaches out there who are like your way out of sports like they're but coach O was teaching like yo there's other aspects of how you can make it out like there's somewhere different These. Are there networking events that you can go to? These are different people that, I mean, are you seeing black and brown people that are successful? Is that what he's showing you? Like, is he showing you, like, um, look, these are people who have been in place, who come from these communities, and you're seeing it. Like, were, was it, like, those type of people? Or were you one of the few, like, did he only, like, gravitate towards you? Or was it, like, a group of you guys?
1: So he, ha- he had his whole nonprofit. So there was a lot of mm. people who he worked with. But yeah. I would say that I specifically... um. you know, was, was, um, was taking certain places that like other people weren't, Mm. um, taking as much. And I guess he just saw something in me. He saw something, whether it be a need for an opportunity or whether it be, you know, some type of, Guardians. something something in me that he saw that he yeah. said like this kid is special yeah i don't know which which one it was it's like is it i really got to help this kid yeah or is it wow this kid could really be special yeah. or a mixture of both yeah, yeah. but yeah. forever for whatever reason he decided to really kind of like
0: take me under his wing that's crazy so like that one if you never went to in that was that a dawn academy is that where you met that him was that prior was to dawn yeah that was before Damn. yeah so if you just never met him like where like what? What do you think your life would have been if that? Like if you just never were exposed to those experiences?
1: Um, yeah. Who knows? It was uh, yeah. it was uh, it was, a, it was a lot of people. There was a yeah. lot of very important steps that were like, if this didn't happen, so much would be different. Yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. like a major staple in my life, but it yeah. was so many other people. Even I don't know if you know Elijah Pettis, nah, but know. um, Elijah Pettis was my boy in high school, okay. and his family, the Pettises. I actually lived with them for about two years yeah, in high crazy. school. Um, yeah. When I left my house and I was 16 when I left my house. So if I didn't go live with them and I didn't have the the opportunity to be in a, you know, just a, a safe environment, safe a, um an environment where people also were exposing me to excellence. His dad is a doctor and yeah. all his brothers were just expected to excel. excel. And that's like, I just stepped into that environment where now I'm around people who are expected to excel. Yeah. That's another thing that just played a major
0: part on me yeah yeah i actually did like um like a a paper last was the last semester where we talked about like the achievement gap and how like in black and brown communities there's a huge achievement gap to those that go to college and like how um those in your household if when you're around people in your household that went to college as well that that are successful in their own past how like that can change your perspective on life like when you see people that are just working common jobs or working every day, which is there's no problem with that, but like, like let's say I work at a nine to five or they work at a fast food restaurant. When you graduate from high school, you're like, okay, that's all I'm seeing. I know I can just go and make money, I can go work for Amazon, whatever it may be. Right. But when you're in the household with people that are successful in their own ways, you're like, oh, wait, yeah, I can do that. Like, you're seeing that it's you're able to make it, you're able to, to go out there and make a difference, you're able to start your own career, not have a job, but have a career. And that's such an aspect that you were able to see coming from the community um, that you do. Like, what was it like when let's on a daily basis, like middle school before? Because you went to a different you went to the academy. You went to Don Academy for high school, right? Yeah, like, for
1: part of my high school. I went to West Tech at first for oh, you went to West freshman, Tech at first. freshman, sophomore and junior year. Oh, snap. So
0: in the senior year you went to Don Academy.
1: No, I actually stayed back. And went oh, to snap, I didn't even know went to Don Academy for yeah. my sophomore, junior, and senior year as well. Oh, snap. Okay. So as so a little, junior, I stayed back and then was a so sophomore. So that I prepared you. So yeah.
0: within that, so then you're growing up in Beverly. You're you're around the same kids. You're going through middle school and things like that. And I don't want to, in no shape or form, like talk down in Beverly at all. But what was it like in your community? Were you seeing successful people? Were you seeing, like, in the classroom, like, teachers talking up to you? I was like, yo, you could become this. You can do this with your life like were you experiencing those things or like what were what were you experiencing coming in this community
1: Honestly uh you know what I what I was kind of talking about earlier the things the same things that I faced was just a lack of opportunity I grew up with a lot of people you know yeah. that had potential people that I was yeah. in school with in middle school that that were smart that were creative yeah. that could have um that could do so much but yeah. you know they just lacked the opportunity they lacked the exposure they didn't receive the same exposure that I received and you know with that exposure who knows where they could be yeah. who knows where they, their life could have been yeah so it was definitely rough you know growing up with um growing up in beverly and just not being afforded the same opportunities yeah, yeah, as yeah. a lot of people
0: yeah so then what, what was that like what was it like for for you having to make that transition like yo i gotta leave my household like were you like i just gotta get into a better situation like you were just like i gotta do it on my own like was what was your mindset in that situation because Similar to you, like that kind of happened within my senior year. Like I didn't leave my household, or whatever. Um, but my senior year of high school, you know, I went through my own challenges with like live with my dad. Like, we lost our house and things like that. So like, what was that mindset in that situation? Like I gotta leave home and I gotta make it. Like your your feet, your your survival now. You're in survivor mode. So like, what was that going into that of? I gotta make it. Like I gotta make it on my own and do something on my own for it.
1: Yeah, I think it was just a uh, my passion for wanting more. And me knowing that my environment was, you know, not good for me yeah. at the time, um, whether it be mentally, financially, it's just yeah. like I, I just, I just knew that could, that wasn't the that environment wasn't right. that was best for me. Yeah. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of details and yeah, other yeah. things that happen yeah. with um my childhood and my household yeah. that, you know, I'm not really going to get yeah, too much into, yeah. but I just knew that like I could, like I that's could so not like, be there no more. And I had to, you know, make that decision. Yeah to um leave and it wasn't the easiest decision you know to leave my neighborhood it wasn't the easiest decision to um leave my first um school that i was going to but i kind of saw the path that i was headed down and i knew that i needed to do something differently
0: i mean at, at like 16 or whatever making that decision that's such a a crazy decision like not only are you leaving like the comfort of like those you're around like you're leaving you know beverly you're Leaving the friends you grew up with, like you were in Beverly your whole life, basically since like fifth grade. Yeah, your whole life you're in there, and everyone from Beverly goes to Palmyra High School, so you could have had so that that safe haven at Palmyra, you could have been safe in there sense. But then taking that leap of faith, like yo, I gotta go my own, I gotta search for what's next in my life, is like rewarding within yourself. Like, look where you've ended because you made that one decision. Like, that decision was so impactful to like where your your next routes would have went in life, and that's crazy within itself. So I wanted to step into like, all right, you have your your, you know, childhood traumas, you, you're making your own path, you're making your own way. Um, what was that transition like going to college now? You know, like did you feel prepared, like, okay, I'm going to college, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna pay for college, like you what did you pre- how did you prepare or and make that transition to going to college?
1: So going into college, I don't know like how many people actually know the story, but I even after turning my life around, yeah, you know, my freshman year in high school, I had a zero point eight GPA. My sophomore year, God. I didn't do too much better, bro. Yeah, like it was like a one something. <laughs> so I was wilding, like I yeah. literally was wilding. Yeah. But even after,
0: you gotta try hard to get <laughs> <laughs> not above a one. <laughs> yeah, basically, bro.
1: But even after like getting my grades up and even yeah. after staying back, I only finished high school with like a two point Yeah. Like because it's just like my Same mind way. was so many other places. Like I'm just worrying about everything yeah. else. I'm worrying yeah. about my life. I lost my father figure in um yeah. in that um time span yeah. and I'm in this mindset of like almost kind of feeling bad for myself for the early part of my high school years. kinda yeah. thinking, you know, I'm failing because of this, I'm failing yeah. because of that. And really just not like just wasn't there mentally. Yeah, yeah. So when I graduate, I have like a two point from like all the all the things that I um that I was through, Jeez. all the things that I was going through, yeah, yeah. All the um years that I kinda just blew it off, even when I started trying, it was too late. It's too late, yeah. SAT scores were like okay. Yeah. But um college was not looking realistic for me after really. graduating. It really was not. Really I'm thinking, um, I'm probably gonna go into the military. Like that might be wow. my best bet. And i getting to the summer by june i it's june of like what school starting in september yeah june i have absolutely no idea if i'm going to college i'm thinking the military might be you know what i'm doing the schools that i was accepted into yeah. extremely expensive you know out of state schools
0: you got two months to figure and
1: out. i'm like i literally have no idea what i'm yeah. what i'm doing i don't think college is for me one i didn't even know if i could excel academically in college. And then two, I'm yes, like, I definitely yeah. can't afford it. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was going <laughs> to do in college. I just knew I liked working with youth. I like helping people. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to afford it. Yeah. And I don't even know if I can do it. If I can so do, it was yeah. just like my my mind is everywhere. I have no idea. At that time, I left the Pettis' house. You know, I'm 18 years old. Yeah. And I feel as though, you know, I can't keep staying with them. So now I'm living with one of my other boys. Yeah. And I'm working at um, Recovery Grill. And I was working at Applebee's at the time and I'm just like yo at I least. really don't know yeah that's my, favorite, that's my favorite spot bro facts <laughs> Nah, not no more after working there but <laughs> I, I would feel that I'm just like yo I don't I don't know what I'm going to do next yeah. I meet with a mentor of mine and she's like like what is it that you want to do what is it that you're interested in I'm like the only thing I know that I'm like good at is just working with youth that yeah. come from the same background as me you know that haven't had much guidance growing up who face trauma like I want to help them and show them that they can do more you know yeah. even if I wasn't excelling at the time I still believe that I could aspire them to you know, be the best yeah. that they could be. Yeah. So I'm like, that's the only thing I know how to do. Like, I want to work with youth. She said, I actually have an opportunity for you. There's a mentoring program called First Star Academy. They actually started already. But I think they would be interested in yeah. having somebody like you. Yeah. If that's something that you want to do. And she's like, I can make a few calls and see if we can make that happen. This is like mid, mid, late June. I'm like. All right, yeah, I th- I think I would be interested. She calls me back like an hour later, and is like, "Yeah, will you be ready to leave in an hour? You live with the kids for a month. It's a mentor program where you teach academics. Y'all do workshops. You play sports with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's on campus at um, Rowan University, so you're going to be living there for a month. Uh, um, would you be ready to leave in about an hour? Or so, the um one of the head of the programs will yeah. come pick you up." I'm, like, literally pack all my stuff up and leave in in an hour. She didn't even tell me, like, how much I was getting paid or nothing. And I'm just, like, um, yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm, like, just like that. I'm, like, um, yeah. And she was, like, really? Okay. Like, um, I'll give you her number. She's going to come pick you up. This lady comes picks me up, bro. I have literally, like, only a basket of clothes to my name. And all my stuff is in there. Um, I grab my basket, bro. And I go with that lady. And we go up to Rowan University. And she puts me into the program. Like I sign some paperwork and she gives me the rundown on the program. And I start working with this program called first star Academy. I've never heard of that. It's weird. Yeah. I'm working with these kids and I'm loving it. Like I'm loving every yeah. single part of it. They're the, connecting the with range? me. Um, 14 to 18. Oh,
0: that's perfect. Yeah.
1: And like, I'm like, it's like automatic connection. Like yeah. these kids are like, following behind me it's like bro it's like they're already like my little brothers and little sisters first yeah. week yeah so by the second week second or third week it's like i think like third week is like late july going into yeah. august yeah. i met with um bob carr he's the founder of give something back mm-hmm. and he had already heard about me a little bit and yeah. my story and my situation he comes and he's meeting with me and he's just like yeah like i've heard so much about you yeah i wanted to um come and talk to you and he says, like, like, why would you do it? I'm like, huh? He's like, why? Like, why? Like, why would you do it? Like, why would somebody in your situation, you know, leave two jobs to come here and make less money to help somebody else? Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, like, um, the, um, the lady that picked me up, her name is Melissa. Yeah. He's like, Melissa told me when he was like, I'm like, I don't know if this is too much for me to be saying to you. And I don't wanna be in your business, but Melissa told me she came and picked you up. You were living at a friend's place in a basement with a basket of clothes to your name. Yeah. And you took less money to come help somebody else. It was like why like why would you do it? And I'm just like, This is this is what I love to do. Yeah. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I literally have no idea what I'm doing after this. Yeah. Probably getting dropped right back off to that same yeah. um that same house yeah. with um nothing to show for it um financially or even Ain't like even career wise, yeah. but The fact that I helped somebody but I'm like that was enough for me like I just wanted to do all I could for them Mm -hmm. for the time that I had and he told me you have a full I'm like I have a scholarship foundation and you have a full ride to any university in New Jersey that I'm partnered with and starting to listen off the universities this is like going into August and he's just like you'll you will start school in September I'm like what He's like, oh, yeah, geez. you have a full ride to any of my partner schools nice. in New Jersey nice. and starts literally naming off the schools with a straight face. And I'm looking at this guy like almost in disbelief. Like, what are you talking about? Cap. I don't even know what the Scholarship yeah. Foundation I mean, is. <laughs> I, he doesn't know my grades. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's what, the first thing I'm thinking. I'm like, this guy doesn't know my grades. You didn't look that much into me. You don't know. Like, I that's have to funny. get accepted into these schools yeah. as well. He's like, you have a full ride. Like, he kept saying that. John. I'm like, bro, why is he repeating this John, again? He and, you didn't
0: know, bro. I got you.
1: He's just like so let me know where you want to be. Yeah. So by the end of the day, the word had already went around that I had offered, was offered a full ride and one of the schools was Rowan. Yeah. So before the end of the day, Dean Jones came and met with me mm. and cuz he heard the news and he said, I just want to let you know if you come to Rowan University, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you graduate. Yeah. And I know that there's other schools that you are offered a scholarship to. But if you come to Rome University, yeah. you will graduate in four years and you will not have to worry about anything. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm still in belief. I'm like, I got to I got to I got to think. Yeah. Like all in the day. I'm like, I got to think about it. And, you you know, Dean Jones, he's like, yeah. think about it. How many deans of uh, university are here? Speak, yeah. Are going to be here speaking with you, meeting yeah. with you, yeah. letting you know that they're going to do all they can for you to. Um, yeah. For you to graduate. So he's kind of like, um, he's kind of like, on oh, my case, he's letting me know, like, this is the place this for me. The place, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. And like he left and I'm just like, yeah, I think this is where I want to be. I literally like filled out the application, like on one spot at Rowan yeah. University. And they're like, yeah, you're accepted. You're like, you're going to Rowan what? in a matter of like two days. I'm like, got offered it, applied. They said you're going to Rowan.
0: What, son? and like that's, that's how i ended up crazy. in like that's college actually, like I ended up what dog it's so crazy how like we all have like such a unique story that like we just don't know is out there like everyone has like their own unique story unique story it's even crazier to like sit back and just think like bro it's it's really like the stars aligning like it for yeah, you, for that to happen for you like i don't know if you believe in god or whatever but like Definitely. like everything had to go right like in that moment like you had to pick up the phone you had to like answer to her and say all right you have to just go into women like yo i trust it like i'm just going i'm just going to go with it and i always say like for a lot of people like like when i made the decision to go away to grad school i was like yo i'm going like and sometimes in life you just have to just pick up and be like i'm just doing this like you just have to jump at some opportunities and like you if you just keep letting opportunities just go past you like they'll stop coming to you so like the like if you just never jumped at the opportunity like yo i'm putting myself out there I don't even have the grades to even get here. I don't even know, like, and it's that fear too. Like, you're, I definitely dealt with that fear of like, I don't even know if I can do academic work like in college because I wasn't the best student in high school. Like, I, I definitely didn't have a point zero whatever, but like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> but I, I, I was okay, but I was still was like in shock of like in disbelief. Like, can I actually do this work? Um, I appreciate sharing that story, but that's crazy. Um, so then you get into college. Now you're not only away from home life; you're out of, totally out of um your comfort zone. You're in college. You now have to figure out like what's your ma- major going to be. At least you have the financial and a place to stay. Like that's off at least off of your head. You know, no. I have I've had financial help. I have a place to stay. But now it's like okay, where does your drive come in now? Where you're like okay, I'm gonna make Rome University like my my home and make everyone on this campus know who I am. Um, because I can tell you, like, my freshman year, I commuted. I was in Eof Camden, so we couldn't live on campus. Um, that first year, so I was commuting. So I didn't even know you were at Rowan at this point. Like, I, and we never went to the same school, but like we had the same friends group, so that's yeah. how we knew each other growing up. But like, I came on a campus then sophomore year, still really wasn't out there. I just was in class back, in class back. Um, and I think I maybe have saw you maybe once because I would go to the cafe or whatever, and I was like, oh snap, this is crazy. And then everyone's calling you Rico, and I'm like. Yo, who is Rico, bro? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know this Rico guy, and they're like, so I'm like, Ricardo, bro? Like, Ricardo goes around like that's crazy to me. So then, when you made that transition of like, this is my place, this is my home, I'm going to establish myself here. What was that mindset change for you? Like, now you're now this is your place to where you're like, I gotta make it now. I'm here yeah. finally. So what was that like mindset shift for you? And like, what did you think going into it? I'm um, going to run university. Now you're there.
1: So like, after getting the opportunity, it yeah. was a crazy confidence boost. Like, I mm. think. The academics in school has always been like, you know, a burden. Like I feel like yeah. it's something that you have to do. It's something it. that everybody expects you to do. And when you don't excel at it, you know, I think it really takes a hit on you. You think, you know, professionally, like you're just like you're not gonna make it. Professionally, yeah. you're not gonna be successful if you can't do this thing yeah. called like school. Yeah. Like this this thing that everybody like puts so much um attention into. So I'm like it was definitely a hit on my confidence for a while like growing up and like you know just struggling yeah. academically and struggling yeah. um in um in in every subject almost but um by the time i got to college and just being there alone just gave me this amazing confidence boost and i felt like there's nothing that i couldn't do i'm like and now i'm here yeah. And I felt like I had an even playing field. You know, there's still systems that are um set place, for yeah. people like us to not really be able to flourish. But in my mind, I'm like, there's I have an even playing field with everyone here, bro. Yeah. With everybody in my age group in America, any look at it, anybody, yeah. I felt as though like I yeah. have just as good as a shot of was being successful as you do. And I kind of changed my whole mindset. Started changing even the way that I dress like I was wearing like suits but I went from like yeah not sure. owning not owning a suit not owning dress pants prior to going into, dress shoes prior to going into college to going in college and people basically seeing me in a suit and dress shoes and dress pants every day every day I started just um carrying myself different because it's what I wanted to do yeah. I wanted to feel the best I wanted to look the best yeah and I wanted to carry myself in that way like I just like my whole entire mindset changed by giving a kid an opportunity and I think that's um that's essential with like with my kids it's just um when I'm when I'm working with them and I see the lack of confidence and I see the doubt in them it's just like they just need the exposure to the Mm -hmm. right things the Mm -hmm. right things can change their entire mindset yeah like that literally changed the person I was just by you know somebody believing in me it gave me Mm -hmm. an opportunity to believe in myself yeah and it just shifted everything for me
0: that's so crazy for so many kids that are out there, like, that, like, just believing, like, to just have someone that, like, believes in you. Like, there's so many times where, like, so many parents or people in the family may shit on what they want to do. Like, I remember when I was, like, this is still my biggest goal in my life is to try to my own high school. Like, that's my end goal. That's what I want to do is establish my own high school and do it the right way. And when I told my dad that, he was like, yes, like, yeah, that's perfect for you. Like, you want to be a teacher. You want to be an educator. Um, here's the path for it. And I was like, yeah, my, also my goal is to establish my own high school. And I have family members who were like, no, what do you really want to do? And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. do, And then when I went to EOF, I had a psychology teacher. I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm, I'm pissed off about that. Um, he chartered one of the Camden charter schools. Like he was a part of that. Like, so he was, he's a professor at Rowan, helped charter a school in Camden. Um, I forget what it was called. And then he's teaching the same kids that go to his high school, like, in college. So a lot of them, so it's like, he's seeing what he made, what he put in place, and the fruition of it. The students going to high school, now they're going to college. He's seeing it firsthand. So it's like, why can't I do that? And for these kids that are coming from these communities, when you have someone that believes in you, when you have, a lot of times it's a teacher. Like, you have that one teacher. Everyone remembers that one teacher who made an impact in their life. And for me, it was, I had a, a history teacher in, like, third grade, whatever, like that, Mr. Brown, probably the first- ever and only black teacher i've ever had like until i got to college and he made an impact of history on me so i was like i want to become a history teacher and look that took me i I don't want to be a history teacher anymore but like that touched me took me into wanting to work in education so just believing in those students um so now you're in college now you're changing your mindset you have your own mindset you're like okay i'm going to make it and i and i love that you said like the playing field's even of course there's systemic things are going on in the world around us um but in that community you're like I'm here with you guys. I'm competing. You're really competing against those other, other students that are in your classes, in the cohorts, things like that. You're competing against them. So now you're like, okay, I'm competing against these kids. I need to get involved. What are some of the first things you did when you got into Rona? Like, I got to get involved. I got to make a name for myself and get out there.
1: Um, I think the first thing was I didn't even think to really get involved in the Rona community, honestly, when yeah. I first got there. The first thing that I got there is, like, I was thinking – I just have to excel in my passions. Yeah, I just have to excel at what I want to do. Oh, so yeah. the first thing that I really um, did was I established my nonprofit. Once I established my nonprofit, I also started doing speaking engagements because I was trying to raise money for my nonprofit at the time. Yeah. So I'm doing these speaking engagements at these schools and at these businesses, and I'm raising money to go into my organization for yeah. me to be able to do the work that yeah. I want to do. And that's really what got me involved. That's really what made people now know like oh yeah the motivational speaking guy oh the 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 guy that'd be like working with the kids yeah. like that's kind of how they they knew me either yeah. like the guy with like the suit and the hair because i had like really long hair
0: yeah
1: or um the guy that was doing like the motivational speaking and yeah. the non-profit so that was the first thing that kind of got my yeah. name out there and then people kind of started gravitating towards me and inviting me to um certain things and telling me about certain things So I would be uh, around and supporting different organizations and partnering with different organizations. And then um, people started talking to me about um, the Student Government Association because they saw the things that I was doing. It's like, you would be great for this. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. Like never looked um, too much into it. Then I remember I met with um, Arbery, and he was telling me about um, the position. He was on the Board of Trustees at the time, and that's really what got me involved in that, like seeing Arbery on the Board of Trustees and seeing – the things that he was able to do yeah. and the impact that he had, that's what made me say, like, yo, I'm going to do that as well. Yeah. And I told him, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to apply for it. I'm going to win. And I didn't even know, like, all the details of yeah, with it. But I'm details. like, I'm going to do it. And I did it. Yeah. Because it's like, that was just the, the path that I was on and the mindset yeah. that I had. It's like, anything that I want, like, I'm going to make that happen. Mm. And literally everything that I came into college and said that I was going to do, like I did. Yeah and more. And I, I stayed on that path and I made sure that that was my focus at all times. Like, did I go out? Sure. Like, was I, was I still like being a college kid? Like, sure. Like you're going to, you're going to go have fun. You're going to enjoy yourself. But my main focus the entire time was the bigger picture. I'm thinking like, when I leave here, I can, I don't have the opportunity to not be successful. Yeah. Like I have to excel. Like there's no, there's no just come here, have fun and hope things work out. There's no come here and not be sure. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no failing for me. There was like, this is going to work. This a hundred percent is going to work because I'm not, like you said before, it's no knock on somebody who's goes and works wherever. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to go work somewhere that I'm not passionate about. I'm not going to work somewhere that's not with youth. I'm not going to, like, I'm going to work servicing people. I'm going to, work for myself i don't even want to go and work for anybody else yeah i'm going to work within my within my organization and like you said you had you have your doubters like i yeah. wanted to be a motivational speaker they're like bro how many motivational speakers do you personally know like yeah. so it's like obviously like you hear your doubts with that that's not realistic yeah but it's like it was something that i was able to do something yeah. that i excelled at and sparked my um my nonprofit. And I'm like, I'm going to do motivational speaking. I'm going to run this nonprofit. Yeah, you don't make any money in nonprofits. How are you going to run a nonprofit? Blah 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 blah. People that are doubting me that aren't even educated on this, the field that I'm going into. Yeah, and people just put their concerns and their doubts on you when they're just unaware. Yeah, like you don't know, you don't know about this. You have very little knowledge on this field. You just and see you're that, and you see. just see it and you're just doubting yeah. me constantly. So it's like I had my doubters, but in my mindset, I knew like that's what that's what i wanted yeah so i went out my way to be around people who also wanted that yeah and honestly that meant me not being on campus as much a lot of my business opportunities a lot of my networking opportunities were not with people on campus if i'm being honest with you and i had to step off because i i was like there's like this is the field that i want to be in and i didn't find a ton of people there was like a lot of great people that were in like service and working with youth on campus but for the large part I had to step off campus as well and Mm -hmm. you know branch out and I think that's what really took it to the next level was like my ability to network and meet people and be around the right people at the right times yeah that's perfect
2: Real Minds Mentoring Fall Registration is now open for young men currently in the ninth grade. Real Minds is a nonprofit mentoring program located in Burlington County that is led by founder Ricardo Dale, international speaker and Roan University graduate, who's been recognized for his effective mentoring approach by organizations like the Boys and Girls Club, UCLA, AmeriCorps, and more. Ricardo instills this same mentoring approach that took him from a 0.8 GPA and spending five years in high school, to starting numerous businesses, graduating from college, and speaking internationally at just 23 years old. Here at Free On Mind Mentoring, we have dedicated ourselves to equipping youth with the tools that they need to excel academically, professionally, and emotionally. We do this through various workshops, activities, and programs, like our entrepreneurship program, where students will learn how to start an LLC and create their own clothing to market and sell. Through this, they will learn how to start, market, and manage a company. Students will also get to tour different universities to see all that education can offer them. We will gather to have family dinners where we will discuss everything from our emotional state to sports, to future plans, and more. Students will have access to tutors and be prepared to attend a four-year university or a trade school. Our students will be exposed to numerous career fields through guest speakers who run successful businesses, play professional sports, our government officials and much, much more. Space is limited. Apply today.
0: All right, where bro? So going into to, to that aspect of like now you're you're establishing yourself, you're getting out there, you're networking, and you start going to schools, right? Like high schools and things like that, like middle yeah. no schools. So you go out, you're like, I had this nonprofit. So for a lot of people, when they hear about um nonprofits, they're always like like, I, I would say for sure, like, I'm just like, who's running this nonprofit? Where is the money actually going towards? Like, what is the, like, what is the mission behind it? Things of that nature. So, what is the, what are the groundworks that you put into, like, establishing a credible nonprofit? Not just something that, like, there's so many people who just start nonprofits because they just want to give back. But, like, a credible nonprofit, like, I'm going to actually make a change. You guys are going to see my implementation of it. Yeah. So, I would say, like, the ground roots. What were, like, the ground roots that you put in starting start your nonprofit?
1: So, the ground roots was... Really, I was already putting in the you know the seeds before actually starting my nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. the ground roots were me working with the Opportunity League in high school when I was mm-hmm. working with youth. The um working with First Star Academy yeah, going yeah. into college, you know, ha- getting that experience and exposure and that um that background in the field yeah. where I could say like this, I've done this for so many years, and this is what I plan to do now. This I've done this, and this is what I've seen while doing that. And this is what I think I want to do differently through my own organization. Yeah. And that was really, um, that was like the first thing that I'm like, I have experience doing this and this is what I want to change. So now I'm going to start reaching out to um, different organizations yeah. and try to do workshops with their students. So first it was, um, I was doing speaking engagements at high schools and then I was trying to do my own workshops with other organizations with their students, you know, and whether it be entrepreneurship workshops, whether it be workshops helping them find their their passion yeah. or looking at different careers yeah i was just going around and doing a bunch of um, workshops with numerous different organizations but during that time although you know i was having an impact i was constantly thinking about myself yeah you know there was probably people sometimes like in high school or even in middle school that came through and like talked to you real talked quick class, or yeah. did like some workshop real quick and it's just like you know maybe you you took something away from it Maybe Most you fun, didn't, yeah. but you a lot of times class. you go through go through your life, and it's like, you know, you whatever path you were on, yeah. you're kind of sticking on that same path. If you were on the right path and you heard something positive, that might stick with you a little bit more. You might, yeah. oh yeah, like that is something I want to look into. But if you're on the wrong path and you just hear about something or somebody comes in one day, it's pro. If I'm being honest, it's yeah. probably not gonna shift like your perspective too much. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that i had to be realistic like it looks good you know to be going around speaking and doing these workshops it looks great you know it gives me this exposure but i don't think it's making the impact that i really want to make
0: what's different too is that like we can as students you can smell bullshit like you you smell not genuine a genuine person like you understand like bro how are you going to talk to me you don't know what i have to go through when i go home you don't understand my struggles you don't understand you don't look like me you don't understand. Thanks. Like, when I go home, I don't have food. I'm, my, my meals come from when I'm in school. You don't understand what goes into my life. So, by students seeing you, and you go in, you speak their language. You can use their lingo without it sounding like it's You're lit. trying to be cool. Like, you're yeah, trying yeah. to be cool. You know what I mean? So, you're just speaking. It's genuine. They're like, oh, snap. This is an actual person who's up there who comes from communities like mine. Who was telling me, "Yo, I come from the same places as you. I'm speaking the same way as you. You see me up here in my suits and things like that, but under this, there's so much that goes into where I was in your same shoes, yeah. and that's where students like, are like, this is that. That's it. This yeah. is this is where I need. I, like, I'm now I'm keyed in. They're yeah. they're not looking at their phones. They're not trying to go to the bathroom during assembly, so that they're keyed into you yeah. and hearing every word you say. And they're even taking that back, like, okay, now I just you. And even if in a whole crowd of students, if you just get one kid and you implanted that seed, people don't think about, that's a generation that could have changed from that one seed. That's a generation of kids that when they have kids, kids, and things like that, that change and now could become successful because of one thing you said to them that finally touched them. Yeah. That they were like, even at home, I don't see people being successful. I don't see people striving for greater things in life. I know that I can do that. So now I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an educator, things like that. So that's that's crazy that like you see like, even in your nonprofit, you still got to work in it just because you're here. Like I still, gotta put the work in, I still have to understand that it's not just me going to speak, but what are today? This work, this didn't work. Okay. Tomorrow I got to fix this and do that. Um, so then going forward, like what was it then in your nonprofit? They're like, okay, now I'm establishing myself. Now I understand that. Like, cause you established this in, in college. Yeah. So, Now, like, you're going to the ports of, like, your later years in college. And you're like, all right, now it's time that I know this is my main focus. When I graduate, this is my focus on what's next. So what was that Um. now it's serious? Now it's game time within. All my energy has to go towards my nonprofit.
1: Definitely um, focusing in on, you know, what it really is going to be. Because before it's just like I want to help. I want to do this. I want to guide them. But it's like I didn't have an understanding of how I was going to guide them, how I was going to do it. And kind of what I was touching on before is like the speaking engagements were great, but I feel as though I was leaving, you know, so much on the table, you know, Mm. I could have like I could have been doing so much more. It's like I'm doing these speaking engagements and I'm never seeing these kids again. And it's like, even though, you know, you're impacting some of them, I still had this feeling. It's like, I don't think I'm doing all that I can be doing. Mm. I think that, you know, like I said before, it's like it's looking good. I'm making some so much of impact. But in my heart. I'm like, yo, I feel like I could be doing oh, more. Yeah, And that's what really transitioned into me starting the mentoring yeah. program, where I'm sticking with the same kids throughout. their, their Right journey. now, I have 7th graders to 11th graders. So I'm sticking with the same kids from middle school all the way throughout high school until they get to college. So I can see it through. Like, I'm going to see this through. It's not going to be I'm just going to come talk to you one day. And i'm gonna leave it at that i'm gonna come yeah. do a workshop with you one day yeah. and i'm gonna leave it at that although that's great and it does make an impact it does it wasn't i didn't feel as though it was, it was enough for what i wanted for to do, what you do for yeah. the impact that i wanted to make yeah. in their lives no so like i kind of put aside a lot of the um speaking engagements and if you like we'll see you you didn't see me um you know focus on that as much in the last few years yeah you know i haven't um been as engaged i do want to get back to you know um speaking and, and yeah. going to schools but my main focus had to transition into you know that hands-on mentoring approach that literally being a staple in somebody's life you know and being there and being somebody that they could depend on yeah that's really where i saw my organization going i'm like building a family for these kids that lack family a lot of times it's like that's what i want to be like that's what i can get behind that's what i could say like at the end of the day no matter how much money I make, yeah. no matter what happens, I can be proud saying like that I did this. Yeah. And that's really that was really the um the driving force. I'm like, I'm gonna start this mentoring program. I'm gonna get these group of kids, I'm gonna expose them to these different opportunities, these yeah. different career fields, I'm gonna help them excel academically, I'm gonna give them everything that I wish I had growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them everything I saw other people around me growing up not have either. Yeah. All the things that a lot of my boys that either struggling financially or mm-hmm. in the um in the prison system all the things that i i thought that you know if they just had this their life would have been different yeah. i'm going to make sure i take that and i give to these students because i'm going to make sure that they don't have to go down those exactly. um, similar paths exactly. because they're good kids a lot of these kids um that are even seen as problem childs at school districts are really good kids that just yeah didn't have good opportunities and it's just like exactly. you hear all the time you know well he could have made better choices But, you know, it's a lot harder to make better choices when you don't have good choices to make. Like, how am I going to make good choices? (laughs) Like, I don't. And, like, from the outside looking in, when you're somebody who is afforded all these opportunities and all these choices and, you know, exposed to all these different career fields, it's like, and you made good choices, you know, good, congratulations, that's great that you made good choices. But, you know, to look at somebody else that comes from a different situation and say, you know what, they could have just did this. Wow, yeah. you know, um, yeah. I never respected that, and yeah. it's like I wanted to do all I could to you know give them those opportunities to put them on that even playing field as much yeah. as I could so that's really where um I started establishing and trying to raise money around um my junior senior year and it's like this is something that I want to do yeah this is something that I want to do full time
0: yeah, so everything is of of course isn't that easy you know it's it's never what it, it looks like on instagram. Um, so what were some of the challenges you went through with establishing your nonprofit?
1: Um, definitely the, the paperwork side of things, you know, mm, some of some of the paperwork not yeah. having not having knowledge on, you know, just the, the documents that I that, that I needed, yeah. like moving forward, just not having knowledge on, you know, grant writing and trying to apply for like different grants to get funding. I think that was um that was pretty challenging, like the paperwork yeah. side of things. Even, like, getting getting students at first was not as um easy as I thought. You think you just go out and mm-hmm. say, yo, like, come be yeah. a part of this program. But you, I almost forgot, you know, I was once a young teenager, too. Yeah. I wouldn't have cared. Like, even yeah. if somebody's doing something good, in my <laughs> head I'm thinking, this is a great opportunity. When yeah. I put it out, all these kids going to want to be a part of it. No, they're like, bro, what the heck? I could be going playing basketball with my ball. friends. Exactly. I could be playing video games. Why are they going to come to this exactly. educational program? Even yeah. if it's something good, they can't see it. Yeah. So, I actually overlooked that at first. Like yeah, I'm thinking, true. like you know, you get confident, you get so caught up into your passion, I'm gonna get like you only kids. see it from your vision, <laughs> yeah. bro. So I'm yeah. like, I'm thinking, yeah, da da easy. No, bro. So that was um, that that's was crazy. pretty challenging. That. Yeah, that's that's funny. And money is money is like definitely a, a major thing when it comes to a nonprofit because yeah. if you can't get the funding, you can't run this um program properly. It's, it makes it very difficult yeah. because the more you have to spend. Your time, you know, working somewhere else, yeah. the less time you have to focus on your organization. So I was able to put myself in a position where I'm able to run my organization full time, yeah. and I think that's what really took it to the next level—the fact yeah. that I'm able to be so hands-on and I'm blessed with the um, the opportunity to do yeah. so and not have to work elsewhere.
0: Dang, that's, that's so that's so important. Um, we're gonna keep we're gonna come back to your nonprofit. Um, all right, so now you're in junior and senior year. You are graduating from Rowan. Yeah. There's. It sounds easier. It sounds like it's like that, right? Like when we're just saying like that. But there's so much that went into even getting like your story of getting into college. Now you're about to graduate. What was that feeling like when they were like they selected you like you know to give the speech um for commencement? It sucks. It was during COVID. Um, and that that was that was a, a rough part of it. But what was that like? Like you're graduating, you get to speak coming from where you come from. what what, what were the feelings you felt like? I made it like not that we're okay with just graduating, of course, but like, you know, I accomplished something that like I set myself out into and beginning this path was so far out of my reach. So what was that like for you? Like, what were you feeling?
1: It was crazy, honestly. It was a it was a crazy feeling that it's like I was somewhere that, you know. To be honest, like I, I probably wasn't even supposed to be. Yeah. Like I was somewhere that people never even expected me to be. To, like, literally barely getting into any college hmm. to barely getting into this college to yeah, being, man. like, if I'm, like, literally, if I'm being honest, like, one of the r- most recognized students yeah. at, at the time, yeah. like, um, at my time at Rowan, it's, like, it's crazy. Like, from, like, not being here to failing academically to, you know, being recognized by the student body, by the administration, by yeah. the president, to them, like, just seeing, like, so much in me and yeah. them, you know, respecting the work that I do so much. And it's just like, it's crazy that's like how much opportunity can change your life. Exactly, yeah. And I just consistently do what my heart tells me to do, I just consistently follow my passion. Yeah. And I consistently end up getting these amazing results. And it almost shocks myself sometimes. It's like I got to that point. And going into college, that was something I didn't think I was going to be doing. I didn't go into college thinking, oh, yeah, everybody's going to know me. The administration Mm -hmm. is going to know me. I'm going to have this crazy big network of um, successful people. I'm going to speak at my graduation. I'm going to... All this stuff like that's not a goal of mine, but it's just like you just walked in your passion. You walked Mm -hmm. in in your purpose. And, you know, God makes a way, you know, when you're going, when you're doing the right thing. I always believe if you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing in life. God is going to make a way for you. And things are going to happen and they're not going to happen on your time. Always. They're not going to happen when you want them to happen, but they're going to happen and things are going to move for you. You just have to stay true to yourself. And I had this strong belief that I was going to excel and what it is that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And time and time again, when I had my doubts, I just kept my head down, and I kept working, and things happened. And then I'm and then I'm working on the next thing. I'm working on the next yeah. thing that I want to do. Yeah. And I'm having my doubts like, dang, am I going to be able to do this? And I just stayed true to it. I just kept working, yeah. and it happened, and it happened, and it happened enough for me to finally realize and for it to finally click that if I stay true to what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in life, I am always going to have enough. Yeah. I'm always going to be enough. I'm always going to be happy with the end result. As long as I stay true to what it is that I want in life. And now I feel as though like the sky is the limit, bro. I still have people that like kind of laugh at me now Mm -hmm. when I talk about just my, my goals of my nonprofit being established across the country Mm -hmm. of me one day running for the president of United States. It's like, yeah, bro, the president, like, no bro, dead serious. like, yeah, this is something that I'm like. I believe that I can do. It's like, why not me?
0: Yeah, why like, not? Why
1: not me? People yeah. would have laughed at me four years ago if I said I would have been doing what fact. I'm doing now. That's a fact. People would have laughed at me probably in high school if I would have yeah. said that I was going to be going to college on a yeah. full ride yeah. when I had a zero point eight GPA. Yeah. So it's crazy. like, why not me?
0: Yeah, that's 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 such a a great mindset to have going into it because a lot of times, like even within myself, where I'm like man should I apply for this position should I should I go for this type of career path like am I qualified for it like is this actually me and I'm like bro and I had that confidence come implementing myself or like when I sit down I talk with other RDs and they're like man they're not paying that well but like that's what we deserve like that, that I mean that's what they pay and I'm like nah bro like I know my worth I know like I can go for that position. And there's so many jobs that they're like, Oh, I'm not applying for that. I'm not qualified. Says who, who says your experience doesn't (laughs) qualify you. So that's where I go into it with like my own mindset having to make that, uh um, So then, now we wanted to jump into like um, when you say like why not me? Um, so why start and and go into a uh, not a totally different career path, but wanting to get into politics and uh, run for council.
1: Yeah. So um, honestly, I I started off on the board of education. Mm-hmm. That's the that was my first step into politics, and that started um, a little bit after what happened with George Floyd. Oh yeah, yeah. and that really was something that was frustrating for myself and a lot of people yeah. in this country. And it made me, it made me really think, what can I do? Yeah. What can I do to get involved? What can I do to, you know, make the, make a change that like we desperately need. Yeah. And it's so easy to sit back and feel as though, you know, you're powerless. Yeah. But I was just like, no, like I want to do something. And it just came to me. It's like, what if I can be in that position of power that, is preventing things like that from happening. Mm-hmm. What if I'm in a, what if I can get in a position of power yeah. where I'm overseeing law enforcement? What yeah. if I could get into a position of power where I'm overseeing, you know, the court systems? I'm like, what if I can do that?
0: Hold people accountable. Yeah. And
1: yeah, like hold hold those people in those positions accountable yeah. and be representation of of people like me. The community, yeah. So, that's what really sparked my interest of getting into politics. Yeah. So, the first step was like, how do I get involved now? Yeah, like, yeah. what is the first thing that I need to do? Mm-hmm. And the first thing is, was really like, just get started. That's what like a lot of people tell me, like, just get started, just start yeah. somewhere, yeah. volunteer in the community. But I wanted a little bit more in depth answer. So I'm like, where exactly would a politician start? So I hit up my guy, his name's Joel. He's yeah. on uh, the House of Representatives in Michigan. And he was actually one of the youngest House of Representatives in the country mm. at the time when he was um, appointed to the position. So I reached out to him and I'm like, where, like, where can I get started? Mm -hmm. And he starts talking to me about ways to get started. He starts talking to me about board of education, city Mm -hmm. council, and just like ways to go about doing that. So the first thing I do is start with board of education. I reach out to um, Elizabeth Giacobbe, the superintendent. And I'm like, how, like, how can I go about getting on the board of education? Yeah. And after speaking with her, it just happens that they had an opening. So, they went and they voted to put me on the board. And I'm just like, like I like, I'm like, I'm hype, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I'm lost for words.
0: I'm like, wow. It's like, I really, this is, this is your like I'm
1: really back in my yeah. area and I'm really in a position to yeah. make an impact. And I'm thinking like, yo, like I'm going to be able to, you know, implement all the things that I wished were there when I was mm-hmm. a student at mm-hmm. this school. And I'm probably only there for about two months. Yeah. When I get a call from the Democratic Committee in Beverly, and they want me to take a seat on City Council, and at the time I'm a little, I'm a little um torn between the two. Yeah. I just started on the Board of Education, and I really did not plan to leave so early. I'm like I'm just learning everything, Politics, and I yeah. feel as though there's there's an impact that I wanted to make there. Yeah, but I realized that you know there was more that I could do on city council. Yeah. And I realized that that was that was really the best fit for me for long term for city for the city and for the overall impact that I wanted yeah. to make in the county yeah. and in the country as a whole. I'm like, I think I think I gotta take the position. The chance, so yeah. they voted on me. Um the city council voted on me. They had a, a councilwoman who stepped down. Mm-hmm. So I was taking her spot. They voted on me and put me into that position. And that's kind of like that's kind of yeah. like how my path in path. politics kind of started. Like yeah. And it was like, yeah, it really, literally was just like that. It was like yeah. I made the decision that I wanted to do it. And within three months, I was from Board of Education to City Council. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of back to what I was saying before. I feel like when you're really just walking your purpose and doing what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do, like God will make a way. Yeah. And I've been extremely blessed and favored to, yeah. you know, continue to find my direction and, yeah. and walk down that path.
0: Yeah, it was, it was definitely crazy, like, um, when you see, like, the, because COVID, of course, there was a lot of mail-in ballots, so then when you do, like, the mail-in ballots, like, seeing, like, Ricardo Dale, like, it on the mail, I was like, damn, that's crazy, bro, like, even if it's town council stuff, it's not, like, President of the United States, but still, like, yo, this is crazy, like, nah. I remember when we used to sit in Applebee's and, like, walk the mall and, like, do whatever um in the mall and stuff like that, like, to, like, look at us now and like, look where our path has made us go um and congratulations by the way bro for, for achieving you. that that thing um so bringing us to a closing um i wanted to get like some advice that you give your students um some advice that you can give those that are out there right now who may be going through the struggles of f- figuring out what they want to do in life what are some advice you can give them to taking those next steps and staying humble and staying in like their vision and tunnel vision they, they will they will need uh, to get to their goals in life
1: Yeah, the biggest advice that I give to my students and I give to anybody is just expose yourself to different things and different people. Yeah. You know, when you're looking for your passion or if you if you're looking for your passion, you need to expose yourself to as many things as possible so you can find what it is that best fits you. Mm -hmm. If you already know your passion and you're just trying to stay locked in. Yeah. You got to start putting yourself around people who are in your field. You got to start putting yourself around people who you can learn from and grow with, because not only are they going to keep you motivated not only are they going to keep you accountable yeah they're going to teach you and essentially be a major part of the reason why you succeed yeah if you constantly put yourself around those that you can grow from if you're if you want to be an accountant putting yourself around other accounting successful successful accountants yeah um people who are in college for accounting like you have to constantly put yourself in that environment if you want to be an educator you're going to put yourself around other educators you're going to put yourself around people who are trying to be educators and that is going to make a world of a difference yeah and you don't even realize it yet you know you have your friends it's cool to have whatever friends you have Mm -hmm. from growing up but at some point you have to realize that I need to put myself around people who are going to help me advance my career Career. and that's what you need to you know really be putting your time and your energy around Mm -hmm. the reason why I have a lot of the success that I've had is just from my ability to put myself around the right people. Right people. One of my biggest funders that we were um talking about, I think it was off camera actually, mm. but one of my biggest funders is actually somebody who I met during my time on um, the board of trustees at Rowan university, mm. me not stepping into that position yeah. on the board of trustees yeah. now loses me the opportunity to even come in contact with that person. Mm. So it's, putting myself in those environments it's like as an educator as a person of service i put myself on the bird the board with other people who are into service so realistically i'm gonna like i was just bound to run into somebody who was connected to the work that i was doing yeah and then it's to take it a step further you have to build that relationship as well and it's like did i go into there like saying I'm going to like get some funding from somebody. No, yeah. I went in there and said, I'm going to learn from these people and I'm yeah. going to grow with these people. And at the bare minimum, they're going to teach me something. Yeah. They're going to teach me something bare minimum. Yeah. But once you put yourself in that environment, you know, the sky's the limit. Like yeah. anything is possible. Anything so possible. Yeah. it was just constantly like put yourself around those
0: yeah. who
1: you can learn from, put yourself around those who are going to challenge you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where we, we touched on too with like, um, putting yourself in those rooms like accepting that you know it may look like you don't belong in those rooms you may think that but don't doubt yourself you belong in those rooms if you want to be like a scientist you should be around people who are in those fields and understanding that um and really it's just becoming comfortable with uncomfortable situations putting yourself out there if you don't get to hang out with these people understand what they do on a daily basis and you go into a career for it you're like this is not what i want to do so that can help you establish like yo I Love the people that are in this field, I love what they do on a daily basis. This is what I want to do. So now you're like 110 percent in, you're not now you're focusing on your goals, and that's so meaningful. And that's I'm glad that you brought up that point of you know establishing yourself and putting yourself in those positions, um, yeah. to grow. And a lot it's so hard for us, like within the communities we come from, it's so many uncomfortable places that you have to be in. And you're like, I am not comfortable in this where I'm in this environment, but you have to learn to be like, Okay, I gotta learn this place, I have to learn where I'm at, and putting myself out there. And that's probably one of the hardest things I had to deal with, of like, putting myself out there um, and being like, oh, okay, like, I'm cool. Like, I'm okay being here. I'm used to, you know, being in the streets and, and hanging out with my boys and going and doing things like that. But I feel comfortable here. I'm okay with, even though we all have different experiences, but I'm okay. Um, I wanted to say I really appreciate you coming, man. We're definitely going to have to do a part two at some point when I see the organization and, and your nonprofit and everything it's doing, flourishing and see what's coming next. We definitely want to plug it in more. So I want to take this time for you to plug your nonprofit name, the reasons behind it, what's next for you guys, and recruitment for for new students.
1: Okay, definitely. So right now we're just focusing on our Mentoring Academy, you know, um, Mm -hmm. numerous times a week meeting with our students. Mm -hmm. That's where all our attention is um, focused on. We are doing a fundraiser right now as well for our mentoring program. We have crew necks that I'm wearing right now. Mm -hmm. It's uh, one day at a time crew necks. We have them in gray and red. And in black, all the proceeds from that will be mm-hmm. going towards our mentoring program in Burlington City. Yep. Right now for students, we are still accepting new students. So mm-hmm. if you know a student, you know, a brother, a cousin, a friend mm-hmm. down the block, like yeah. anybody, you know, uh, a young man in Burlington County, we are still accepting students and looking for students. Mm-hmm. So that is something that's still open. And yeah. you can follow me on Instagram at free all minds underscore free all minds underscore. Mm-hmm. And in the link you will see the crew next in my bio. You'll also see my nonprofit page and my um, clothing brand page as well. Exactly, so. bro.
0: Appreciate it. Um know. so I want to say thank you um all that have shown support. Um it really touches me. And I appreciate that all the effort that's going into this and providing information out there that is getting it's it's being received by a lot of people. Um you can follow in those Who trust podcasts on Instagram at we trust underscore podcast. Uh, we have some exciting things coming. Uh, one of our biggest things I wanted to use this time when you were here um, is we're starting a GoFundMe to give back and start up a scholarship, the In Those we Trust Scholarship. Um, we're looking to also sponsor a kid, um, I mean, give a scholarship to a kid who is graduating from high school um, and is attending college. So if you have, if you guys know anyone, uh, we're actually taking applications and things like that. You can feel for your DM us. Um, and we're hoping to get that started. And bigger news is up to $500, Kat says she's going to match. So get us to 500 and Cat is matching that um, off the rip. So let's get this money in, um, and I can't wait to, to give it to those students and to see where they go from there. Um, I appreciate you, bro, and I can't wait Good to enough. see where the organizing, organization goes um, and hope to help out in any way possible, bro. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you, bro. I Thank appreciate you for having coming. me.
2: Thank you.